Yo, welcome to part two of Wings, Beers, and Tears. We just finished our riveting Redskins discussion, and Jerry threw it beautifully over to Jeremy for round two here as we discuss your Washington Wizards. Very excited to talk him. <laughs> Jeremy is just... Championship! <laughs> Champion in what? NCAA? I mean, that's about all they could do. Probably couldn't even do that. Well, the news everybody's been waiting for is that uh, <laughs> Wizards have finally signed a GM. They uh, promoted, sort of, Tommy Shepard, and, you know, so they probably don't even have to pay him anymore, but he's got the job. And uh, he'll probably do some stuff. And he's got Sashi Brown, who helped run the Owen 7 16. I almost said 17. So he probably would have lost 17 games if there were 17 games. Owen 16. <laughs> One thirty-one or whatever it was over two years, Cleveland Browns, and yeah, now he's helping the Wizards out. Yeah. Oh, awesome! I love when we can go out and get help. And JT three, who's not as good as JT two, um, <laughs> is also there. And uh, you know, we'd be better off with like JT five. Get one of the little kids in there. He probably knows more. His resume probably just says John Thompson's my dad. <laughs> That's it. So, Jeremy, what you're telling us is this new <laughs> this new path of leadership is going to take us to the promised land, right? Can't get any worse. <laughs> That's a great point. So, uh, you know, I guess the front office is now somewhat solidified. Ted did his perfect political press conference when he said uh, he told Tommy back in April, you're my guy for the draft. You know, I want you to to work all the finances. I want you to do everything. I'm gonna, You're going to be my first interview, but know this, it's going to be a lengthy process, and I'm going to interview dozens of candidates and – and, and hopefully he, one of them says yes. Seriously, he you. was saying this like positively, like Tommy really made it to the end. It's like no one wanted the fucking job. Of course he made it to the end. He was already employed by you. <laughs> and of course, you know, Ted being the, well, not as big a man as he used to be, you know, <laughs> says, hey, we haven't won 50 games and no championships. I failed. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that's a good reflection there, Ted. Did he just wake up one day and look in the mirror and go, Oh my god, my franchise is the laughing stock of the NBA? Did uh, did Lou Brown from the Toledo Mudheads turn him down too? Probably. Gee, I don't know. <laughs> Probably did. Got a guy in line two wanting a set of white walls. <laughs> a great underrated line. Underrated no, but I have to think that the boardroom there with the Wizards brass is is a little bit like the old school Cleveland Indians in Major League because I mean some of their guys on this roster are laughable um, that they're even in the NBA, let alone you know on the two deep roster with the Wizards. Well, but, how, do, how do they make decisions? Like how, I, I have no idea. Like, like what's the chain of command? Let's say Tommy uh, wants to sign, you know, so and so next year. Uh, Damian Lillard, if he's available, whatever. Just right. get throwing a name out there. Sure. And he says, okay, his agent called me. I got him. We've got him worked out. We got this price. Wait a minute. I got to go talk to JT3. Right. I got to go talk Sashi to Brown. Sashi Brown. Who, who's yeah, what the fuck do those guys actually do? Here is, I mean, your here's roster's what? Right. 13, 14 guys in the NBA? Here's what Jerry Brewer said they're doing. Okay. <laughs> Tommy Shepard is a streamlined GM. He okay. has no power. So Continue. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Um, Sashi Brown is to lead the planning and operations, creating a next level training medical division for high performance. <laughs> the okay. hell does that mean? Continue. And something. John Thompson the third has been hired in a player engagement role. The fuck does that mean? <laughs> I have no idea. Sure and Todd Benedict happy. has been hired in the hot dog eating slash uh, beverage uh, tasting. Yes, department. Correct. Correct. 
Are you sure this wasn't written by you? It was written by Jerry Brewer. He knows more than I do. <laughs> it was written by Jerry. <laughs> no, it's complete. Uh, it, it, it's a complete spin on. Hey, we have a new front office. Here's how we're going to roll it out. To your to, to answer your question, and I have absolutely no fucking idea because, like I said, the roster is not that big. There's not that many Join players. Um, I, I don't understand why the front office staff has to be this convoluted and complicated. However, I have a feeling. Ted is pretty much making all the decisions because the very first thing they said now that Tommy is officially the GM is he goes, yep, so Friday, the very first day that this becomes eligible, we're going to offer Bradley Beal his max contract. And this is what we talked about a few weeks ago, which is what they should not be doing if they want to truly rebuild. Well, I mean, it's they're actually in a tough position with Beal because... They're in a tough position it, overall. Well, yeah, well, that's true. So tough position, period. But, I mean, it's too late to trade him this offseason. Everybody gave up their assets already that really would want him. Maybe at the deadline they can move him. But if they give him that, what is it, three by 35 or whatever it is? Yeah, it's yeah three, it's three, by, for 111. Yeah, yeah, 111 three for 111 total. Yeah. Well, if he gets all NBA next season, he's going to be for five for 250. So <laughs> That's I just mean, stupid. You know, it's, it's kind of you're screwed either way, so why not? Well, you have to offer. I mean, that's just business. You have to offer it to him. He's going to say no because he's probably going to bet on himself. One for one, and two, um, he's not going to. I think he probably wants to see how the direction goes. Okay, does so, Wall come back? Does he come back healthy? Do they try? I mean, they got to unload Wall if Wall can't play. That'll right. get rid of some money. Right. Um, that I, you know, I'm in the so, trading kick. So, so one of the best case scenarios based on this, and I'm just, you know, spitballing here, is you offer it to him because, like you said, that's the business. That's what you do. He turns it down, bets on himself, ends up having a kick-ass start to the year, even though they're terrible, and then they can actually trade him mid-season when his value is much higher. And you know he's going to have unbelievable stats because he's well, the he only should. one that can score. Well, he's going to take 50 shots a game. Yeah. He should. Yeah, he has. He kind of had that last season, and he. Still didn't, you know, didn't he didn't get the NBA? Yeah, so, I know. You know, in terms of betting on himself, I just don't know how well that's going to work for him. Well, he's not going to sign it. He'd be. There's no reason for him to sign this deal. No, there's when no it's reason. like this. It's his. It's his floor. Right. You know. I mean, he can. Isn't that crazy though? That three years and 111 million guaranteed is your floor. Enough. It's oh, mi- it's oh mind blowing. Mind blowing. Crazy. 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 But you know. I don't know why it's so hard to figure out. I mean, the best form of flattery is plagiarism, and you just do what the good teams do, right? You tank, you get rid of your big contracts, and you start over. Yep. And, and guys, isn't this just – I mean, haven't we seen – it's all about luck and timing. Yes. Because yes. it's not like the Caps um, were amazingly – I mean, they've made good moves. But they had Ovechkin sitting there. Yes. It's not hard to take Ovechkin. Now right. they now it they did take Tom Wilson when I remember I remember I was talking to him, who the fuck is Tom Wilson right they've mm-hmm. got this big guy and he was like you know on whatever chart I was looking at thirty players below where they took him so that stuff is that's like oh my goodness good but it is about luck because looking back in retrospect your lovely wife would be dying if we didn't have Tom Wilson on oh, this yeah, team yeah so it all works out for a reason the the, the synergy is there I mean she thank you Tom. <laughs> it gives us something to talk about, but no, I mean seriously, like, like if you, um, if your number, if you're drafting, like, let's say the Wizards tank, right? And one year they have uh, Tim Duncan at the number one pick. The next year they have Kwame Brown, 
it's just like holy shit, man! It's it's there's the no way that could happen. It. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you know, one of the one of the people on the internet were complaining how can how can Ted run such a great organization in the Capitals and run a, such a terrible organization in the Wizards? And a lot of it is, um, I think, because you know he was gifted. Like the Nationals are gifted Steven Strasburg. They were gifted Bryce Harper. It's not like they did anything shrewd well, to get him. The Wizards were gifted John Wall. Doesn't help. But John Wall is not, I mean, he's a good player. It's but that's your point of luck. Yeah. I mean, because, you know. It's not like they reached for him at number one. At yeah. that particular draft, he was the best player. The Caps get Ovi. Wizards get, well, Kwame and John Wall. That's your number one overalls. It's just, you know, and, you know so it's almost like, yes, the rebuild idea makes the most sense. But if they don't get lucky, it's not going to help. Right. So No, you're absolutely right. Luck has so much to do with it. And when you trace it back, it's. It really is about trades. It's about what assets do you move and when. And sometimes your hand is forced, and that's the best thing that can happen. And looking at the Caps lineage, to go into some hockey talk a little bit, and and you know, Japers put this up a, a few weeks ago because it was the anniversary of the Yager deal, and he said, you know, people poo poo this deal and say this is you know one of the dark days in Caps history. Yager was shit for us and whatever else. And he goes, yeah, but without that deal, there's no fire sale. There's without no the fire sale, there's no Ovechkin. Without right. Ovechkin, you don't have this glory decade. So it's just funny how things work out. And the know. same guy that drafted Ovechkin is the same guy that traded for Irat. Yep. You know? Yep. So, I mean, it, you know. They, and ironically, in that deal, he gave up Forsberg, which everybody killed him for, and they should have. I mean, he was he was basically told, gun to his head, your job's on the line, make the fucking playoffs. Yeah. And he had to. But he would not part with Wilson. Nashville wanted Wilson before they wanted Forsberg. And Forsberg hadn't done shit. He, you know, he's, he's, he's insanely talented, but you look at it, Ah, I, I, I would Forrest not. Done, Forsberg doesn't make my wife horny. <laughs> God, Tom Wilson has so many like accolades next bad. to his name, doesn't he? Yeah, this guy's just amazing. <laughs> Man of the people. Yeah, I mean, if she left me for Tom Wilson, I'm like, damn. All right, well, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, it sucks. I'm hurt, right? But I understand. It's like you can't, I can't get mad at her. I can just be disappointed. <laughs> oh, I got season tickets. Uh, yeah, yeah, seriously. At least you have you have an in with the organization at that point. I love it though when he talks. She's like, shh. <laughs> she just wants to put she just wants to put a finger up to us just just look there just how about the off season when i don't think he wears a shirt between june 1st and september 1st I wouldn't <laughs> seriously bastard uh so so our caps um <clears throat> roster is is in place as we talked about pre- previously um championship <laughs> unlike the wizards they have stability in the front office they have a system um, I think their scouting is extremely underrated as far as the league goes. But they have stars. Well, they've got stars, and, and obviously they're going to be up against it in the next 12 to 18 months with some very difficult decisions. Um, but up until that point, one of the last pieces here is Christian Jews, and yeah, we, have not, we have not heard about his arbitration. I think we should hear it at air tomorrow. I, I, think they, I think they get 48 hours, okay. and, and it went to arbitration yesterday. Um, I had not seen anything as I walked in here this evening to the studios in a, in a rush. Um, you know, I was, I was rushing all day to get to the studios. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any, any studio, <laughs> any breaking news, Jerry? Uh, no. Okay. Thank so, you. Thank you very much. so basically the caps are, are, are right where we thought they would be. Um, and what I saw a couple videos today of Oshi Carlson, Haglin, and somebody else on the ice doing some, uh, 
you know, early season drills. So, you know, it's, it's getting closer. It's getting there, thankfully. Um, and to wet our whistle while we wait for that, and the, uh, then the NFL and college football and all the fun shit we want to talk about. How about the old Nats and O's series last week that we previewed uh, last, last Tuesday at this time? That was a that was an epic two game series of suck in which the uh, Nats took care of business the first night as they should and then managed to shit the bed the second night as we thought they might. It's basically if Scherzer's not pitching and Strasburg's not pitching and Corbin's not pitching, they're probably going to lose no matter who they're playing. And if those three are pitching, then they might win. They'll probably have a good chance to win. So that's how it is. Their fourth and fifth starter, although Sanchez has been decent. Um, because the combination of of him and the fifth starter plus the bullpen, you're not gonna. It's just almost like it's almost a give up, right? So if Scherzer doesn't come back on time, I mean, the, the, all the goodwill they've had may. I mean, these type of series now they play the Rockies, you can't afford a letdown against teams like you should that you should beat, especially nope. at home. So. Nope. Well, I maintain as long as they can stay the course and, and be a wild card team, I actually think that benefits them more than than winning the division. Um, and this past weekend, going two and two against Atlanta, and and granted they didn't have Scherzer, but you got to get you got to take three out of four if you have aspirations to win the division. But that doesn't that tell you? I mean, if I'm Atlanta and I'm walking away from that, I got a totally different vibe. I'm like, shit. We only if we, split, and we didn't have to face Scherzer. Yeah, if we play them in the playoffs, we lost to Corbin and we lost to Strasburg, and Scherzer didn't pitch. So we lost the games of against the guys we're going to see in the playoffs. We beat two scrubs who were not going to be there in the playoffs, and our best went against their second and third best, and we lost. So You can look at it that way, or you can look at it as the baseball regular season is so fucking long and boring. Oh, yeah. Because the, 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 the Nats O series last week is a prime example. So after the Tuesday game, the Nats won, I think, 9-2, to 9-1. to one. Yeah, something like that. And, the, <clears throat> and the headline was, you know, again, here's the divergent paths of the two teams and the, the um, talent on the field. They said the O's didn't even belong on the same, on the same field. You know, and then the next night the O's win nine to two. Mm-hmm. So it, it just goes to show you that you know it is a long, drawn out season. But but to your point, and Jeremy, tell me what you think. I think the Nats do damage in the playoffs if they can get there. Yes, because they can put Scherzer, Strasburg, Corvin, and then Scherzer again. And I'll take that against anybody, other than maybe the Dodgers. You know. Yeah, I mean, in a five-game series, you probably only see those three guys. In a seven, you see them six out of seven if it goes there. And if I'm in the National League, I don't want to see that team at all. So, Zimmerman, no, not at all. Zimmerman down again with another foot injury. I mean, he is just <laughs> he, he might as well retire. How did he, he injure himself? He doesn't he play anymore. There's, there's no way to retire. I mean, he came back for two games in it, or went back, but there you don't retire. You just keep on getting oh, paid. Yeah, get but paid. he is an albatross around the Nationals now. I mean. He is with that with that contract. I this may be his last year, but they're not. I think it is. Gonna I think it is. Him. He's going to go to the AL and be a DH and probably very very successful if he didn't have to play in the outfield. Hmm. Hmm. I think. I mean, he's going to be a perk because he can still hit. Hey, why doesn't he just go down the beltway and he and Chris Davis can split time at first base and and, and DHing? Davis may be hitting two hundred the next time we talk. That's possible. I, th- I, th- I think it is possible from that start. 
Good for him, dude. It's amazing. I mean, he sort of resurrected. His, I mean, he was like a laughing stock of the. <laughs> dude, he hit a double the other night. <laughs> hit it the opposite way with one arm. He got totally fooled on the pitch and basically reached across. It almost looked like the pitcher was pitching out to him, and he just poked at it with his right right arm, and it hit the left field fence. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, dude. We can rag on him for going oh and whatever, but he could still beat the shit out of us if he wanted to. Did you guys see the pitch from the from the Milwaukee pitcher? It was an yes. Did you see? I saw it on no. uh, part of the interruption where the guy he's throwing. I guess it's a cutter. It's called a cutter, but it's like the the inverse of a curveball, mm-hmm. and it looked like it was like. I mean, he he's right handed. He threw it, and the ball goes like that. It's it's insane. It looked like a uh, it looked like one of those golf shots where it just comes off the club one way, and then it goes near, goes did, the other way. Did you see it? <laughs> I did not see. Oh my god! I'll, I'll pull it up for all those that are going to all six of you that are going to listen. <laughs> You can hear Jamie's. It was a. It was. The, I thought it was just like a like one of Peyton's uh, edits she does on one of the TikToks or whatever. Where it was like, like uh, Stenson Shank. I think it was on seventeen on Sunday at the British, about eighty yards right. That was awesome. Let's save that for part three because we got some good. Uh, we got some it's, good part three uh, golf talk. I know oh, that's my boy Brooks Kepa being a complete three. fucking dick to JB Holmes. Yeah. We got to talk about that. He was, he was all right, all right. Light. So, so let's wrap up our uh, baseball talk because you know, again, we we have very limited knowledge. If Cancel you want to even, the season if you even want to call it knowledge. Um, we can only you know observe what our local teams are doing, and I do think the Nats are on a course to make the playoffs, and I think. Ironically, this is going to be their most dangerous playoff push. Mark my words. I've said it now three weeks in a row. I stand by it. So please join us in part three. We're going to talk the Open Championship as well as some other fun and sundry items. Did you guys see that Sidney Crosby's a jackass? Just, this just in? <laughs> this just in? This just in 10, 12 years ago. Please, see it. Please join us in part three, if you will.